everything old is new again. America's entertainment pop culture talk show. It may well possess a rudimentary intelligence. You try to think, but nothing happens. Felt a great disturbance in the force. Hello, I'm Mr. Ray. Come on, Mark, like a dog for me. Where's the goodies? Leave the gun. Take the cannoli. I bet you wouldn't have done anything like this if Mom and Dad were here. You filthy criminal. Excuse me while I whip this out. Go ahead. Make my day. Here are your hosts, Douglas Viviani and David Cohen. This one's a female. She's wearing some sort of leather jacket and a pair of gold wings. Wait, there's a name tag here. I think it's Amelia Earhart. I want you to know, you've always been an inspiration to me. Because of you, generations of women have become pilots. Uh, welcome to Everything Old is New Again. Because of Everything Old is New Again, generations of people will know the answer to the question, what happened to Amelia Earhart? Wow, Adolf, really? Yes. Adolf Hitler, did he die in that bunker? Wow. And what about JFK? Was he assassinated alone uh, by Lee Harvey Oswald? And if so, who supported, if anyone, Lee Harvey Oswald in this procedure? We're here with the rather inquisitive David Cohen. We're going to solve all of these great mysteries in the next hour. Uh, yeah. Wow. How about that? We're I'm actually excited. Going to point excited. you in the right direction of these. It's it's, it's a old That's information. Not what you said. No, that is not what you said. That you're already backtracking a minute into the show. We are going to hold uh, hold ourselves uh, <laughs> to being honest and truthful. And the idea is, speaking of that, we are here with. Dr. John Viviani, he is someone who has been our UFO uh, extraordinaire, aficionado extraordinaire. He's been with us before. He's part of the rogues gallery. He now has a quite an interest in history. And being a gentleman that's interested in history, he has become aware of some new things that have come to light on old mysteries, such as the ones we just mentioned. Doctor, welcome. Thanks. It's nice to be here again. It's nice to see you. Uh, you might want to use the microphone, and uh, we, we can hear you a little bit better. We're also here with uh, my uh, young uh, aficionado of Amelia Earhart, Angelica Viviani. Angelica, tell us, who was Amelia Earhart? Okay, hello. Um, Amelia Earhart was the first lady to cross the... Um, Atlantic Ocean and I know a little bit about her and me and my friend have been like reading this book about her and we're really really interested like that's me. excellent why are you interested why do you care well because like she's like she was such an like an interesting person the way she like went across the Atlantic Ocean what year did she do that in by the way um she did that in 1928 Wow, how do you know this information? It's very interesting. You're a good, you're a good student of history, huh? Yes. Thank All right, you. good. Well, well, do you know who? Uh, do you know who Captain Janeway is from the Star Trek Voyager? You ever hear of her? No. Right, well, that's who we heard beginning early on in this show right here. That not was, a real person. Not a real way. person, but it's something that's interesting that she, Amelia Earhart, made her fame in 1928, yet in the 19, late 1990s on Voyager, she's still mentioned in a storyline and is mentioned Could throughout. Could you imagine a woman in history being remembered a mere 40 years later? <laughs> no, I think it's tremendous. That, and and the some of the reason is not only that she did what Lucky Lindy did a year later, 
later, which is fly across the Atlantic, right? He did it alone. She had a pilot, co-pilot with her. But still, uh, back in the day, she was a, uh, a, what would you say, someone that led the way. Pioneer. A pioneer, exactly. Good. That's why we have Thank you, doctor. Perfect. Now, the question is- Am I done? Is she known for that, or is she known for disappearing? That's the question. Let's listen to how the presentation of her 1937 disappearance occurred. Only a short time ago, Amelia Earhart checked over every detail of her $80,000 flying laboratory in preparation for her round-the-world flight. This was to have been her greatest achievement, a sky dash of 28,000 miles. She discussed the hazardous course, which had been plotted for her by Fred Noonan, the navigator who embarked with Miss Earhart upon this great flight. Then to a waiting world came news of disaster as the plane failed to reach tiny Howland Island in mid-Pacific. From California, the aircraft carrier Lexington, with 3,000 men and 72 planes aboard, races into the distant Pacific to join the greatest searching party in the history of aviation. I mean, she was so famous at the time. Did you hear what America did to find her? Uh, that's amazing. If a plane goes down uh, many times with one person in it, you don't have an aircraft carrier coming to look for her. Right, yeah. Think Pretty about impressive. the significance. Right. Um, just take a look at her flight plan. I want you to see before she left what her flight plan was. She left from Oakland, California, and then went to Burbank. From Burbank to Tuscan, Arizona. From Arizona to New Orleans. From New Orleans to Miami. From Miami to San Juan, Puerto Rico. Then she went to Venezuela. Then she went to Brazil. Then she went to Senegal. Then she went to Sudan. Then Africa. Then Ethiopia. Then India. Then Burma. Then Siam. Then uh, the East in Dutch East Indies. In, in many locations there. She traveled approximately, I'm going to get, looks almost to be about like 7,000 miles before she disappeared on that fateful day in July 2nd, 1937. Hmm. Um, I mean, if you take a look at this, the flights were, were amazing. So she she was well, well known for her time. What happened? Does, can we talk about this? Angelica, have any idea what happened to her on that day? Um, I believe she like, um, wait. Plane. What happened to the plane? The plane, I believe, crashed, and it's a big mystery. And, and that's it. We never found any uh, developments of any uh, anything with respect to uh, Amelia Earhart. Can you tell me, Dr. Viviani, what your research has shown recently? What we have any pits of evidence at all as to what happened to this woman? Uh, well, it's supposedly a picture that surfaced uh, with her, with, first of all, with her navigator's, a pretty good pa- picture of navigator's face, which facial recognition software today uh, pretty much says that it could be him, the, this, the navigator. And then there's a picture of her sitting on the dock looking at uh, a, a Japanese uh, f- uh, freighter that's uh, towing something that looks like her plane. Yes, I have the pictures right here. If you want to take a look, they're not that not that great, but it'll, it'll be reminiscent. It'll give you an idea of what you can see online, and you can see there she is right here with a back to the photo. Have, have you seen this picture, David? I have. Yes, uh, it, it's amazing. It went out around the internet recently, and so the question then is, what's going on? Uh, what? Where did? this picture take place and when there's further a picture of, of Noonan there uh, off to the side um, so the question is in the, in that picture you could also see a plane being uh, uh, loaded well, onto or is on a boat going by. No it's by. being towed. Yes yeah, being towed. Right. It looks like a plane so that the speculation is that she's actually looking at her 
her plane being towed away. And the island where that was, Saipan, was it? Yes. That was under Japanese control at the time. Now, here's the thing. Let's go to the history for, for a moment. 1937, we're not in World War II yet, of course. We're four years short of that. The, the, but there is, there, there is a war going on. There is a, a lot of uh, problems with the Japanese government, and there's tensions going on against the U.S., if the Japanese found, if she crashed and she was found by the Japanese imperial government, do you think they would have kept her? Would they returned her? What would they have done, do you think? Any ideas, doctor? I mean, the way their their position was with respect to the United States government, they were not exactly Maybe they friendly. Would, no, they, they may have kept her, but I don't know why they would keep her and keep it a secret, though. David? Right. Yeah, I, I don't know why they would either. Um, and why shouldn't... Why wouldn't she have returned? Well, now, that's the thing. They have an American hero in their grasp. Why wouldn't they then talk to the United States government and say, we got your hero, uh, you know, but they were our enemy at the time. They were not, not I'm not going to say enemy, that's too strong a word, but they, they were not on good terms with the U.S. in 1937. So you're saying she was kidnapped? Uh, I'm saying were, that she was. She keeping, may have been found keeping her against her will. Yes. Now I'll, I'll I'll play you a clip of a gentleman right now, uh, since we have the time, and listen to him. And he has a, um, a a take on this that adds to the flavor of this. Hello, my name is Bill Saban. He introduced me to an uncle of ours, and his name was Tunakin Tuhu. He says, you know, there was an incident here in Saipan. Back early, back in the middle 30s, an American woman and an American gentleman that was brought in by the Japanese for questioning. And they were found and located somewhere in a farther southern islands. And they were bringing them to Saipan because Imperial Japan was notified about them. So I, apparently, I think they were both uh, killed in Saipan and buried there. And right now, America's still looking for Amelia Earhart. There we go. So uh, that gentleman just came out recently also, basically and, saying and his who, uncle's given some information in this regard. And who is he? He is a... Uh, uh, he gave you his name. I can't pronounce it right, right now. but I mean, like, who? He's, he's a gentleman that's a naturalized U.S. citizen that has come forward to say that his uncle was in Saipan back in the day, and his uncle was a guard at a jail that had an American woman and American man in the jail that passed away in the jail. Uh, in 19, now he's saying the pass away took place in the early 1940s, and she okay. crashed in 1937. Hmm. We'll be back on Everything Old is New again to investigate that and more. There's more information about about this that I'd love to go and get involved with to talk about. Uh, Angelica Viviani, uh, what do you say on the way out? We'll be right back right after this, correct? Yes. All right, we'll be back. <laughs> see you in a few. You're listening to Everything Old is New Again, America's entertainment pop culture talk show with Douglas Viviani and David Cohen. Hi, this is Alan Alda, and you're listening to Everything Old is New Again with Douglas Viviani and David Cohen. There's no conspiracy there. Dr. Viviani is here with us following up on the fictitional, fictitious Dr. Alan Alda. That was a, that, he was real, though. Dr. Hawkeye Pierce. Hawkeye Pierce. Right. Alan Alda was on our show, and, man. That and, was not made up. Exactly. How do you like that? There's got to be a conspiracy behind that. Is a, how did we get him on this show? 
There's, there's a story that's got to be told there. Pure luck <laughs> and persistence, persistence, and naivete, and all of that. You have all of that, that though. Yeah. <laughs> no, his, his naivete to and come his on. persistence. Exactly. Yes, exactly. <laughs> My persistence, his naivete. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we're here, and everything old is new again. Investigating, talking about uh, Amelia Earhart with uh, Angelica Viviani, eight-year-old. Ex- she is a fan of Amelia Earhart. Tell me why. What, what's the big deal? Why do you care about Amelia Earhart all these years later? Tell us why. Well, I care about her because because she was, like, the first person to do something that, like, men would usually do. And she's, like, a good, a great hero and a good example, like, of how you should, like, move on in your life and how you should, like, be who you are and go try something new. And that was really inspiring and she's a great person. Excellent. And does that affect you? Like do you join do you do plays now or anything else as a result of like seeing her inspiration? Um, not really, but <laughs> sometimes in acting I feel like I'm kind of like her, like how she's like flying and how I'm like moving forward and how she she's did. moving forward. Yeah. Right. So she's an inspiration to get you to, to act a little bit. Right? Okay, that's good. So the answer is yes, not no. Uh, <laughs> no, she, answer, no and, uh, she actually answered your specific question perfectly. Exactly, but that I didn't right. like the answer. So, I know you did beautifully, Angelica. That, that's what I like is is your your uh, have the courage to go out there and do what you want to do. And maybe some of that is Amelia Earhart saying to you, you know what? It's okay. All the boys didn't weren't pilots when I were when I was a, a pilot, and it doesn't matter. Girls can do anything they want. Right or wrong? Right. You can extend, you can go on a little more on that if you want. No, I'm kidding. Uh, all right, so here's the idea. Um, back in 1943, we see the photo at Marshall Island of the short-haired woman and Noonan, uh, the, her co-pilot, sitting there with the receding hairline, the electroplane uh, that they piloted uh, in the background on a Japanese ship. So do we believe that? David Cohen, is that is that solid evidence for you? That's not solid evidence, but it's intriguing. Okay, Doctor, what, what is your research so about this? Is it how, how much does this solidify the fact that she was alive in 1943 on the Marshall Islands? It doesn't solidify anything. It, it just like Dave said, it's it's a, it's an intriguing possibility. Okay, now in 1991, there was an aluminum patch found in an island right close to the Marshall Islands. And it's actually near Saipan Island. And it, what it was is on her ship, it's very famous. You could see that on her ship, there's a window in the back of the ship. They put a, uniquely, they, they were one of the only ones to do this, they put this Miami patch on it. It covers the window of the ship. And they did it with, they riveted it onto the ship. They found this piece in this area, in the Saipan Islands, and have done investigation on it and seen that they believe this is the piece that you see that was added onto Amelia Earhart's plane. So now it's a second piece of evidence that may place her and and that ship landing in Saipan Island. Of course, we know her her, uh, goal was to go to New Guinea, and that... um, was near the Saipan Island as well. So that's not, is that unbelievable? That, that lends us some credibility. We, we might be narrowing to where she ended up. No, doctor? Yeah, it could be. But the question is, how, how far away is that from where they think that she could have crashed and could the could it have floated or, you know, the currents could have taken it somewhere? And, and were they able to prove that that was the piece that came off the plane? Yeah, that, no, they're that, pretty much yeah, assured of that. That's pretty yeah. good. Yeah, that's pretty but assured. As far as how it got there, 
know. Now, there's always been a question as to why she didn't communicate and what the problem was with her communication. There's a video that's been released, and it was released uh, recently, but it was taken in 1937, the day that she died, July 7, 1937. You can see the video, and they now have the technology. They've taken a look, and you see the video on, like, uh, New Guinea, and it's it's like a... a it's not really a great airfield. It's basically just a field. And the for some reason, the antenna to the airplane was on the fuselage, the underside of the airplane. Now, as the plane turns to turn around and then take off, and later on you see it take off, as it turns you see a little puff of smoke, or it wouldn't be smoke, but a puff of dirt, and you can see that the antenna fell off the airplane right then and there, that day right before they, they uh, disappeared. Hmm. Uh, so now we've got some information as to why she wasn't. Now that was part of the big communicate, big puzzle back in the day in '37. Why she wasn't communicating? Because she communicated all the time. That was how she got to where she was going. She communicated from tower to tower and so forth. So uh, now we we kind of know that she was in New Guinea. Took off. The communications are gone. Uh, we know that this Miami patch, uh, or they also call it a scrab patch, uh, it, from her plane was found near the Saipan Islands. And now we've got this gentleman that says that his uncle was at uh, the Saipan Islands, uh, a, a jail, and and we've also got the, the photograph of... Uh, her in 1943 at the Marshall Island. Do we put all these together and make any conclusion, or are we still where we started from in the beginning of the show? David. Well, like I said, it's all it's all very intriguing, and I don't think it proves anything. Um, but, you know, at least it gives some sort of glimmer of hope that maybe, maybe we can finally, you know, solve what happened to her. Doctor, anything to add to that? No, I think that was well said. Like that. <laughs> uh, my thing, though, is we're never going to have proof. Like in these days, I see in the courts, everyone wants a videotape of everything. And if it's not a videotape or forensic evidence, there is no proof. And I don't believe that. We've proved people on death row correctly uh, through less proof than what we've seen here. I'm not saying this proves this. I'm saying that we should at least be open to the idea that the Japanese government may have had her uh, in a jail in Saipan, and the reason why why uh, uh, we haven't heard, didn't hear from her was that that communication, that antenna fell off of the plane. I'm just wondering why the government of Japan now wouldn't, yeah, wouldn't I was, disclose same anything. Thing. I was That's the, same the thing. next question. Now, this is new information. I'm wondering if, the, if people are going to go behind the scenes and say, uh, hey, come on, what, what's up? I think up? I read that they, they, the archives, they, they couldn't find anything, and the, the Japanese government couldn't find anything. Okay. All right. It's possible. It's possible. But we know more now than they knew then. And I think it's odd that we're now uh, 37, 47, 57, 67, 77, 87, 97, 107, 107, 80 years later, we're, we're being able to put more pieces of the pie together than they could back when it happened. So it's like a cold case, the ultimate cold case. Right. So I right. think it's interesting. Uh, okay. Um Along those lines... No, the Ultimate Cold Case is what you're talking about. Yeah, next. The Ultimate Cold Case is a great show that's on right now. Whether it's just for entertainment purposes or not, I'll leave it to you. But what I feel Robert Baer is doing, who's a, a former CIA case officer, uh, American CIA case officer, he was active from 96 to 97. If you ever saw the movie uh, Syriana with um, uh, Clooney... He's, he's, this Bob Bear is the person that was who they made that movie about. Now, bottom line is he is 
spearheading a show that's on History Channel called Hunting Hitler. It's been on for two seasons. Now we're in the third season now. David, have you heard of the show at all? I have heard of the show. Okay, and what is your initial impression by not, you've not seen it, but what is your impression of what it's about and would you even be interested in it? Uh, It's about finding out what really happened to Hitler and yes. Okay, now... The premise of the show is what, Doctor, with respect to Adolf Hitler? Did they find his body or not? Where are we? Just to start the ball rolling here. Well, the premise is that they don't think that... They think it was a double that they found in the in the bunker. And I have to tell you, I was very skeptical about even wanting to watch the show because I'm thinking, ridiculous, how can... How can it not be Hitler? They prove, you know, because we're taught in history, oh, it was him, and, you know, you take it, you take it for granted what you read in high school, right? And, or wherever. And, 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 but I, I started watching it, and it's very intriguing because they go through like all the, all the forensic details of, uh, of this investigation. Well, let's be clear. Let's start it off. The bottom line is supposedly Hitler was in this bunker in Berlin when he knew that he was going to die and he killed himself. This this animal would never kill himself. This animal w- was was the ultimate survivalist, was he not? He, he had the ego of whatever. I mean, listen, I didn't know the guy personally, of course. But the point is I don't think it's beyond belief to think that he had a plan how to get out of this bunker well, yeah well watching this watching this show they said that they not only have a plan they had multiple plans multiple exits uh, you know the germans were like very meticulous on they, they had every contingency planned out yes now here's the before we get to the contingency here's the thing the soviets came in they're the ones that surrounded the bunker they're the ones that allegedly found this burned body burned body uh, that was allegedly Hitler. They brought the body back to Soviet Union. They did dental tests. How accurate are dental tests? Oh, dental tests are very accurate. All right, they did dental tests. It's not Hitler. In fact, they thought it was a woman's body. Oh, oh I didn't. I didn't know. I didn't. Beginning that. first episode. Really, it is not Hitler's body. So let's begin. If you begin, you have to buy into the premise that they're telling you the truth. That what I just said is true. Then they have not found Hitler's body. That's the. F- if you don't buy into that, don't watch the show. But if you don't, I believe that if they were ransacking. The Soviets were ransacking. They weren't interested in the Hitler's body and so forth. And. Now to find out that they've not been able to confirm in the U.S. government, he's got an investigation going on with what they've been, a lot of materials been released. And he's got this supercomputer that puts these things together yeah. as like a big Google. And so if you put in Hitler's body, he comes up with all the material and he'll see CIA reports. And they, we have not ever confirmed that we have found Hitler's body. So based on that, we'll get into hunting Hitler right after this on everything old is new again. See if we can uh, intrigue or, or get you interested hey, you, in what you, happened here. You would here. think that they would want to definitely... I did. Correct. We had problems with Soviets back then, didn't we? Now, back to America's Entertainment Pop Culture Talk Show. Everything old is new again with Douglas Viviani and David Cohen. The public does not want to believe that we lost Adolf Hitler. We could be on the verge of uncovering evidence that will change this case forever. The detail is all coming together to paint a picture of Hitler's possible escape like we've never seen before, ever. The fact that there's a living witness is incredible. It's the smoking gun I've spent the last 12 years of my life looking for. If we have a photograph of Adolf Hitler, that will be one of the most significant discoveries in history. Hunting Hitler. 
Welcome to Everything Old is New Again. We're hunting Hitler ourselves and following on the coattails of Bob Baer, who's a CIA uh, representative for an operative for 21 years, who's leading and spearheading this show, Hunting Hitler. We're here with David Cohen. Yes. And Dr. John Viviani, who uh, enjoys history as much as the next guy. Greetings. How's that for an introduction? Instead what of credentials. <laughs> I enjoy history as much as the next guy. And Angelica, you're a history girl, right? Yes. Are you enjoying our show? Yes. And what do you like about it the best? That I'm on it. Oh! <laughs> that's what I thought. Okay, so Good let's take a look. Uh, we're now taking a look at this um, theory that Adolf Hitler did not die in the bunker. If so, we then take a look at this show. You've got to follow this show. Uh, doctor, from the bunker, they have found tunnels to the airport, have they not? Yes. <laughs> so like, they found. They you found. Feel like you're on the witness stand. Yeah, I know. <laughs> did, I, did I say did that? Did they not? <laughs> Did they not? No, I think they found at least three. Correct. One to the airport. One to a. Remember this area? To the an area in town that has a tower that oversees the entire Berlin, and there's a straight, long straight street that has street lights and uh, and um, trees on the sides of it. Have you seen this? Yes. And far, if you take a... They, they said, well, what is this? This makes any sense. Why would you have a tunnel to this? Well, the to, the tower is a, a tower to see where your enemies are, of course, if they're coming. And the second thing is an airplane can take off from that runway, that street, because they have a picture at the time. Now you could you would see the trees and so forth. It's, 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 there's no room for the wings of the airplane. But if you take a look at uh, a photograph of... Berlin that was occupied, there were no street lamps there and there were no trees there. So there's no doubt that they could have taken off from there to go somewhere else. Doctor, the first season of finding or hunting Hitler, what have you seen that has... Uh well, you say you you you, you were skeptical about yes, this. I, now I, all of a sudden oh, you're not skeptical. No, Why? I, I was very skeptical. Like I said, I didn't even I didn't even want to give it credence to even turn the thing on, but. Uh, the, the the fact that the, the guy who was worked for the CIA and they do these uh, Bob Bayer yeah they do this forensic uh, the, the forensic tracking that they do on this as far as uh, and, and poss- you know the finding finding physical evidence as far as tunnels um, uh, just all these different possibilities and they're tracking them to uh, I think Argentina well they're now se- yeah seven hundred pages of the classified FBI documents that's where they start yeah. this evaluation and they got this supercomputer and they pull up like their whatever it's crazy information that computer they need. program they got yes and it goes right to it's a, whatever it's pages a military for. software for for yeah. So they've, he's got a team. This guy, Tim Kennedy, joins the team. He's got the, a, a bunch of guys from the U.S. government. And what they now have done is they then found, if there was if the plane was to fly to a certain location, they then found a German U-boat uh, area that was undercover, that was under caves that no one knew existed, that if they took a U-boat, they could go to, to, to Argentina. And it's well known that many, many Nazis went to Argentina after the war. Do we know that? Do we follow yes. this? Yes. There were even uh, uh, in Argentina and thereafter in South America, there was a safe house. They, yeah, I was going to say, they had, they had uh, a whole network uh, of, of safe houses and, and ways for them to... Cause you, to, to hide people. They were, right, they were in the safe houses, they have medicine for stomach problems. Hitler was known to have stomach problems. They have they had um, Nazi paraphernalia and uh, and and you know uh, silverware and to, to, in the middle of a jungle to live. Yeah, they got some of the stuff built in the middle of a jungle, like because they 
It's very opulent. Uh, it's amazing. It's not just like Saddam Hussein, uh, you know, was found in a in a hole. This is this is this is what I thought originally, but it's, no, it's 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 really well thought out. Yeah, and he he certainly uh, there, there are plans in place. There's also they, they end up in a Nazi colony uh, that that is in season two, and they're looking to see that you know what they may have been planning a fourth Reich. And you, you, oh, all and- of this sounds bizarre, but if you listen to watch this show, they take you right to all of this evidence. Yes, from old farmhouses that they find with a certain uh, uh, basement and and they you know, as you say the Nazi lots of Nazi paraphernalia and uh, Nazi sympathizers and then there there were actually when you think about it their theory is that they they weren't just hiding they were looking to rebuild absolutely the, the new season now they're looking to see uh, where uh, they have had um, uh, Left the Germans was was back up. The Germans after the war destroyed lots of stuff. That anything that had to do with Hitler, which is understandable, but and, and all of this. But there is a possibility that in Argentina there is an area where they were building under surveillance, with not being surveilled by anybody, an atomic bomb. That's the thing. Yeah, they think about that. If they were really, uh, if they were really there and trying to you know have atomic bomb research in Nazis' hands. Yeah, and th- think about it. Not only that, they, they then are going underwater and finding material. They found tons and tons of paper material from uh, Germans that and high-ranking Germans that went to a certain town in Austria by a, by a um, Hitler's hometown there by water. And it's just... The bottom line is, without getting into all these details, you've got to take a look at this show yeah, I'm, and I'm, see where this is leading to. Yeah. Well, that, see, I've only got, I haven't gotten all the way through it, but I'm thinking, like, my skeptical part of me thinks, like, if if they really, if they found, if they found it, I mean, I'm waiting to see what they found. You know, why are they keeping it a secret if they really found something, or why wouldn't it have come out already? That, hey, we found this. You know, I don't know. Well, they, they've also found uh, individuals that are. Um, Claiming they've seen Hitler in yeah. there's a woman there. The opera. What's that? Didn't they? Someone say they saw him in the saw opera? Saw an opera in Argentina, and then in another location uh, saw him uh, and held his, his mother of this woman held his coat in Argentina. So if that's the case, if there's this hand eye or or what would you call that hand you know evidence eyewitness. eyewitness evidence of people now they might be lying who knows but people saying that they think that they saw Adolf Hitler in Argentina after World War II. Do you believe that or not, David? I mean, would you believe that person or what's... Sure. I mean, I don't know what he would have done to disguise himself, maybe grown the mustache out or taken it off altogether. But I'm thinking, here's the thing... They, he may not, like I said, thought the same thing about disguising himself, but maybe after a time he didn't disguise himself because was, there was a bunch of sympathizers around. They were trying to help him. So. Yeah, this whole, this whole organization existed, and, and if it existed, it, it, just to support him and support yeah. the Nazi way. Right. Uh, my point of view is this. This is now just like a U, treated some ways, just like a UFO. If you take a look at... Um, <laughs> if you take a look at online and you pull the show up, there are reviews. Oh, History Channel's lost their mind. Oh, yeah. History Channel's lost oh, their yeah, credibility. Sudden, yeah. How is this happening? Why is why, why, is, why is asking questions lose, losing your mind? Right, and they're they're showing proof. They're getting they're showing you the evidence. Yeah. In fact, they they I don't want to give it away, but they found some tangible evidence. Oh, great! <laughs> <laughs> it's a, but why are we why do we say when we found tangible you know, evidence be, that History Channel's lost because, its mind? You know what bothers me is like because we're taught one thing in school. 
And by these boobs <clears throat> who read it in a book. And who you, told them what yeah, to say? Yeah, who read it in a book, who read it in a book, who read it in a book. Right. And so they're just regurgitating information. And who's to say that that's not the correct history? Let me ask you a question. Until today, did you know that we didn't find Hitler's body? Actually, no. All right. How I about you, David? You, I didn't know we didn't find it, no. All right. I didn't know so that. Th- that scorned? That's a fact at this point in time. <laughs> and headphones off. But I mean, why do we not? Why do we have such closed minds all the time to these things? I don't know. Stop talking. Stop talking. I can't take it. Yeah. No, you you're right. Oh, there's people. Yeah, there's lots of people watching. Because, nice. well, because uh, you know, people have closed minds. It's a fact. All right. So we're not solving anything with regard to this, other than to say that I think it's clear that he didn't die in that bunker. Uh, what else happened, I have no idea. And let's take a look at this show and see what the conclusion is. But take a look at the evidence, the facts that are presented in this show. You can binge it. It's a great show to binge. Yeah. Um, and, I you know, have to admit, I was it, wrong. I really didn't even want to watch it. We mm. uh, we were playing cards many times. For the last, I would say, six times we played cards once a month. And I would say about this show for the last six months, and I would be... At least a year. Yeah, at least I would be scorned when I would wow. mention this show. <laughs> yeah. Just like uh, well, you know, everybody because, else. Because you're like... You, you're you're brought up on certain information, and you think it's that something because you're taught that, especially in, in stone, elementary right? school. It's oh, this is stone. what it was. Right. This is X Y Z, and you're like, there's so much the, of it that's whitewashed, or just and, and or just, just and now as I'm looking into other things about it, it, nine times out of ten, there's a backstory to everything. It's present the history books are only an outline of what happened. We don't know everything about everything. And let's be clear. We're not just talking speculation. There are FBI documents where our government was looking for him and others after the war ended that's been declassified. So let's not pretend that this guy, Bob Bear, is making this up and on a, you know doing this on a, yeah. uh, with no support. I saw some of those reviews on uh, online. Oh, you know, this is crazy stuff. They, it's, those are reviews from people that don't even watch the show. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> it's the same thing we get for Everything Old is New Again, when people start to review our show and they make comments about us. And you yeah, know what? They say they love the show and then we find out they didn't even watch exactly. the show. And then when they watch it, then they say how much they hate it. So there you go. <laughs> yeah, we'll be back on Everything Old is New Again right after this. Continue talking about some new season. Look at that. Wow. Wow. This is Everything Old is New Again, America's entertainment pop culture talk show with Douglas Viviani and David Cohen. It's not an easy thing to kill the president of the United States. But according to the official report, one man pulled off the crime of the century completely on his own. I've never believed it. One man can't plan this without support. When I was still at the agency, I made a request for files concerning Lee Harvey Oswald and the Kennedy assassination. I took it all the way to the director, George H.W. Bush. He gave his approval. But when I went to retrieve the files, I was told they were all lost. Nothing the CIA does is random. They don't lose information, they conceal it. Now, those missing files have been declassified. I believe that Lee Harvey Oswald was the lone gunman in Dealey Plaza, but I always believe he had a network supporting him. With these declassified files, I'm going to prove it. Everything Old is New Again, joining Bob Bear on the investigation of John F. Kennedy and his assassination. Uh, we're here with uh, the... Uh, Ever skeptical, but uh, what would you say? Interested, David Cohen? Yes, that's a fair description. All right, and we're here with uh, history uh, aficionado um, extraordinaire, Dr. John Viviani. 
Yes, thank you. <laughs> and uh, you just went through an investigative procedure that is was grilling and exhausting, I'm sure, with regard to Amelia Earhart, and then thereafter with uh, hunting Hitler. It's exhausting. So I know we, we were taxing our uh, your abilities here, the mental and physical abilities. We've got a few minutes left. I want to just, in the last 10 minutes... I think I could solve the JFK. Solve the JFK, yes. Yeah, that's, 10 minutes. That's where we're at. So I'll give you 10 minutes. I can solve that case in nine minutes. <laughs> <laughs> what we want to talk about is they have re-released, or I should say, there was initial release of documents, as we know, from the government on the JFK assassination. Thereafter, they've now recently re-released, if you realize that, that was and like a going to re-release, brand new material that has been declassified, and they're going to release more of it down the line. Now, from that, there's been an investigation done by Bob Baer and everything in association with everything old is new again, uh, for, and called JFK Declassified, tracking Oswald. And the theory is that Oswald did, of course, kill the president, and they believe and that they've proven that he did it alone. The question is, did this guy do this alone, alone, like with no support of anyone whatsoever at all, that no one knew what was going on, that he was just some goof that got this gun from a gun store and went up to this depository uh, and, and and killed the president by Suppo himself? You said this, suppository? This suppository, this, suppository. The, the book depository. I never heard of the word, word book depository in my life, <laughs> except for associated with this, by no. the way, but okay. Um, but do you, you think he did it alone? It's it's enough to to make it upset. Again, we talk about history. We're supposed to believe that. Seriously, you believe he did this completely no, I alone? I, well, if you let us answer the question, um, okay. Yes. Yeah. No, I never believed he did it absolutely alone. What do you believe going in? Um, I believe that he, you know, had some help. Whether it was another shooter or somebody supported him, he it wasn't just some one crazy guy. That's my theory, based on years of of I have. Team, a team of people in the field working on this. You do speak. accountants yeah. uh, galore running around. Yes. Like, okay, you had a team of accountants or a team of lawyers and account. Who, who's yeah. in your team? It's just my belief. That's what I thought. Now, see how I get right to the heart of it. See, <laughs> now, Doctor Viviani, have you seen any of this show? Uh, JFK declassified, tracking Oswald uh, with Bob Bear again. For the, the uh, investigation uh, continues with him. He's he's put the uh, Hitler aside for a moment, and he's getting involved with this. Uh no, I haven't seen the show. <laughs> All right. So, Angelica, have you seen the show? No. Tell us who JFK was. Let's start, let's start from there. He was one of the presidents of the United States. What happened to the poor guy? He got shot by some evil person. Yes. And that, and that was the end of it, right? Yep, that was the end. Yeah. Okay. Well, we're going to try to solve what happened there. If you look at this show, they start with the preposition that JFK was assassinated by Lee Harvey Oswald, but why? Now, Oswald uh, met with the Russians, and he met with the Russians in Russia, and thereafter in Mexico City he met with. The theory is that they've come out with, and they've got some evidence for this, and tell me if you believe this or not, the Bay of Pigs is clearly associated with the assassination. In that, the Bay of Pigs, as you may remember or know from history, involved the Cubans. The Cubans were trying to fight against the communist rule. 
And so what happened was there were Cubans that were freedom fighters oh. that came to America and were trained by Americans and the CIA. Oh, to overthrow, to overthrow Overth Castro. Correct. And then they went back and they got slaughtered because they got no air support from the United States of America, which was promised. The few survivors of that that debacle, the, the thought now is, was so upset with Kennedy that they said, Kennedy's two-faced, He his CIA bumbled this whole situation and bungled it and therefore we're upset with the president of the United States we want to kill the president that's the theory do you well, you don't buy that it. I don't know why not this is a big you gotta make a big leap from like being upset at the president to actually yeah because of a, killing because of an administ who knows what reason well, they just lost their country. They were promised air support. They were promised support. They were trained by the United States, by the CIA, to do this. And they got destroyed oh. in the Bay of Pigs. They would be pretty upset. Yeah. We've done a lot worse things than that. <laughs> and we've had a lot of bad consequences as a result. But we haven't had presidents killed over it. Uh, I don't know. We could, well, oh, could more investigate that. Theories. Well, uh, the assassination of Abe Lincoln. Who really did it? Well, I mean, the point is that there's a connection there with the Cubans, and the Cubans are very close to the Russians. Bottom line is that occurred, and the question now is, if Bob Bear finds that there's a connection between Lee Harvey Oswald and a support staff, some people that helped him, that are associated with the Russians and or Cubans, at the time, if that was released, would that have been World War Three? If the Warren report said the Russians or the Cubans were behind oh. Lee Harvey Oswald supporting him to kill the President of the United States, would that not have been World War Three? Yeah, well, we, we would have done something. We had a President of the United States assassinated by foreign governments yeah, yeah. Or, or people associated with foreign yeah, governments. Yeah. Is that not a reason to keep this under wraps? You don't want to have a World War Three, do you? Ah, at least the new interesting questions that people on the radio are not responding in any way, shape, or form. So it leads to very good radio. You've beaten us down, Doug. <laughs> yeah, okay, yeah. Right, fine. <laughs> you win. <laughs> now, I'll tell you, they followed Oswald's path after he killed Kennedy, and they found that he was on the way to, there's a number of safe houses in that area of Cu Cuban oh, defectors. Really? And they were all in the same area. And it was a bus line. You think he was going to a movie theater? He was his plan. You think he killed the president and didn't have a plan how the heck to get out of there? Yes or no? no. Didn't he shoot that cop in the movie theater? Yes, because the plan fell apart. But his plan was to so go on a, a certain. He took it a movie. No, his plan was to go. Go. He was going to uh, on a bus line, and the bus line that still exists to this day goes to the looks exact location where there's a bus stop, where there are six houses on the same street, right where the bus stops. That were all owned at the time by Cuban defectors. So the the thought is, do these defectors provide a safe house, or at least an offer of a safe house? to Oswald that it fell through because the bus didn't come, uh, and that's where the plan fell apart. Oswald you know, was ready to just take the bus. He had the bus ticket, by the way, and he was ready to take the bus to this particular location. So if that was the case, he'd then be in a safe house in Texas with Cuban. They're Cuban nationals, we'll call them, that owned these homes. That's where the investigation led. Last you saw uh, JFK uh, declassified tracking Oswald. That was only six episodes long. Then it came back with the new material, and we have yet to see what has been produced from this. Is it intriguing? Is it something you blow off? Is it something you feel maybe worthwhile? It's fascinating. Doctor yeah, David, a, it's a new it's a new take on it. Yeah, 
I mean, do, what is your theory? Are you do, getting paid to pitch these TV shows? I wish we could get a guest from these shows. I've tried to get guests. These characters ignore me. Really? This History Channel. It's, it's a, amazing. It's a conspiracy. That's the conspiracy. What What's going on with that? Oswald was not a nut. He he had a plan and a plan how to get out of this scenario. You know, that's and something it was to the safe I never houses. realized. That. Again, they teach in history books that, uh, oh, he just uh, was running away. You know, he didn't. He, he, exactly. He, he, He's not a fool. The man yeah. killed the president of the United States. He's not a, wasn't a fool. The man planned yeah, one of the worst yeah. dastardly things ever to occur, yeah, right? So, you, so why wouldn't he plan so an escape route? Why would he plan route? an escape route? You think yeah. he, he didn't want to be... If he did it for some reason, and for that reason, he thought someone would be supporting his position. Whoever it was, in our example, is the Cubans. So whoever that was would support him. He'd be a hero to them in yeah. some ways. Or the Russians, whoever it was. So let's put it this way. If you thought you were going to get caught or had no way out, why wouldn't you just kill yourself after you killed the president? You know what I'm saying? You yeah. wouldn't want to be uh, you know, going uh, through this a trial and all this stuff. So he certainly had a plan to get out. And that's what Bob Bear comes in. He says, let's look at this. Someone supported this guy. Had to have some support in some way. Otherwise... He's just a lone gunman that's a nut. I don't believe the Warren Commission would. Do you think the Warren Commission did everything they could do? Do you think that they 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 yeah. come, come no. to every conclusion they could? No. in the in the midst of all that? Listen, we had Cuban Missile Crisis was like a year before. We have huge tensions with this atomic p- possible war going that could happen with the Russians. So unless they're assured that this is exactly what happened. We don't want any rumors coming out. The wars have started for less. We don't want World War III based on this without the possible or real information as to what happened. Doctor. Oh, well, uh, you know, I never I never thought of it that, that way, so I'm, I'm going to have to put my team onto it. All right, so uh, we've solved nothing, but we've raised quite a number of questions. We're happy to do so on Everything Old is New Again. Tune into these shows right after you tune into Everything Old is New Again every weekend on your local talk station and enjoy some fun, some pop culture entertainment with Everything Old is New Again. Join us. But yeah. oh, it's, a, it's an interesting concept. It's all, but it's also possible that even though it's really hard to fathom, that some like random, unknown, like unworthwhile, you know, creep of a human being right. can actually act on his own and take down the most powerful man in the world. You're so saying it, it is possible or not? I'm saying it's possible, but I, and I can see that people have a tough time reconciling that. Like, how could that possibly be? Right. How could such an insignificant person change the course of history by taking down the most powerful person in the world? So I think it's entirely possible that it was just a just lone, crazy gunman. It's possible. And I think all these conspiracy theories about JFK are because it's difficult for people to, be, to understand and get their mind around that that is, in fact. But a lot of the conspiracies are, was he the lone gunman? Now we're going one step beyond and saying, all right, he was a lone gunman. What's he doing afterwards? Who supported him? Who wanted him to do this? There's also been people that have proved that he's he was a lone gunman. He was... That whole meaning that he he acted completely alone. All right, but what then? What's his? I don't remember this impossible question. But what's but what's his motivation? Ago? What was his motivation? Because he was a nut. He did, he had a gripe against. See, that's the all right. That's, that's what I'm saying. People can't. They they can't. Yeah, that's too. It's too to flimsy. Like, how could that possibly happen? Uh, yeah, I think it's. It, it, I agree. It's too. But to me, it's too flimsy. Did you ever oh, you're book, just a nut. Closed. Uh, no. Written by that attorney. It was about maybe 20 years ago. Vince Bugliosi. Oh yeah, right. Yes, yeah. yes, I did read that. Right. And I'm pretty certain, 
you know, he, he stated a pretty good case for not only saying that Oswald acted alone, but that he had no support behind him. It was, you know, a situation where there was one madman that actually did this. Right. It's totally possible. I think it's enough to take a look at when you see what Bob Bear's doing with his investigation. Well, if you've got someone else, you know. really, yeah, that's kind of reopening it and, and pulling together some sort of evidence to create some Right. I can't theory. be, I hate, sure. it's got to be evidence. I don't want any of this nonsense. You know, they even did a, a, a they did a shot. Uh, and they showed with now the technology they had the human body kind of made up. I think it is gel oh, they, they used. Oh, that years ago where they could they put a sniper in there and it was yeah, the, the, and the time. head does go yeah, back and right. you can do it. So, so, guy, so it that whole thing is out. So I believe he was that whole thing shooter. about the whole thing about it's impossible for one guy to gunman to do it. They disproved that right that somebody can do it. Right. It's hard. You got to be a really good shot. But it's possible. I just think it's intriguing that he's taken a bus to a location where there are known Cuban nationals he knew, who he knew and met with in the past that could have been a safe house. And there, if that's the case, then there certainly was some support. If there was support, who supported him and how high did that go? That's just in- And it's not going to start a World War Three now. Listen, even the guy that killed uh, Lincoln had conspirators with him. No one, I don't think, mm-hmm. listen, what do I know? I don't believe someone does that alone, not telling a soul ever. That's a unique person, but it's totally possible. Yeah, not- usually even like with the with the Lincoln one, he had kinds of conspirators and support. They were, they were, he was being hidden, right? He, you know, there's somebody supporting you saying, "Hey, that's a great idea, too." You know, like you don't you don't usually do something like that on your own and with and P.S. without a plan to get the heck out of there. Right. So, all right, so uh, we've solved nothing, but we've raised quite a number of questions. We're happy to do so on everything old is new again. Tune into these shows right after you tune into everything old is new again every weekend on your local talk station and enjoy some fun, some pop culture entertainment with everything old is new again. Join us. Mm-hmm.